Welcome to the Wildlands. What's up, everyone? I'm Matt. And I'm David. And today we're going to talk about trail searching, hiking boots approved, as well as survival camping. What influenced the trend? Also, stay tuned near the end of the episode for our product of the day. So let's jump right into it. All right, so pretty much uh, what we're going to be talking about in today's episode uh, is, uh, you know, camping and trail hiking orientated, let's say. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I think, Matt, you've been through a huge amount of, you know, like uh, trails and and hiking trails and different things like that. And, you know, we've had our fair share of everything, right? Yeah, I was mostly in this province. Yeah. I don't know about you if you were a little Stick more it outside. <laughs> Stick it in this province. And, and you know, for in my case, I, I've also had the opportunity of going uh, out west uh, yeah. for some of the great trails that are down there yep. um, in Powell River and whatnot. But, I mean, most of the trails, too, that I've I've done are, are down here or in Quebec, you know, okay. right? So... Well, it's in a general area that we're we're used to and yeah, known. definitely. <laughs> and uh, no, for sure. And I think, you know, we decided to make this episode because there's this huge, there's been a boom in this type of trend, uh, be it hiking, biking, and everything like that. Like, you know, you have a lot of people that are interested in this. Yeah, in the last in the last few years, there's been a big boom here with a uh, with a really wonderful trail system that they've brought back. It's an ancient. Uh, Native American uh, trail system here in the in the region, uh, the Nipisiguit Mi'kmaq Trail. It actually starts off at the uh, Mount Carlton Provincial Park here in in New Brunswick. Yeah, which isn't far from here. Which too. exactly we'll we will be talking about this particular park in this episode as well, and it ends right here in Bathurst. I mean, the, it's an amazing trail. It it follows the Nipisiguit River. It was used back in mm-hmm. the day to get from you know the deep woods to the the ocean to the you know to be able to portage what they needed to to bring in and out uh, from different encampments i'm sure along this river that you know history entails that was vital to new brunswick yeah and getting things into where it needed to be yeah and i mean this is a 150 kilometer trail jesus there's no cell phone <laughs> service yeah like it's not a walk in the park type thing it's, it's, <laughs> it's not like all right I'm, I'm going and we'll see in a couple hours no this is a 150 kilometer trail through the middle of the province of New Brunswick. Yeah. Rugged terrain. Uh, we're talking rope bridges. <laughs> we're talking, you know, uphills, downhills, rocky terrain, no cell service. Uh, thing, things to make you slide down hills. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and, and I mean, this trend is, is becoming, you know, really, really popular. And I mean, there are groups of people doing this trail. I find it amazing. I, I mean, yep. no, definitely. I don't think I could do it personally. <laughs> I would love to try we'll, it. We'll be wheezing on the way down. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I would love to try it. I don't believe it's something that I, I could do. And uh, we will have, uh, in later episodes, we will have a guest uh, that's very, very into this trail. Uh, a few guests maybe even that are really into this trail. And one of them, I'll just say now, uh, I know has guided uh, various groups on this trail, and I'm sure he'll have very good stories yeah, of, that, about this trail. Yeah, that definitely be uh, an episode that we can look into. Yeah, no, for sure. And uh, I mean, as you're talking about trails and stuff like that, like you have the that trail there that's here in New Brunswick, but I mean, there's also other trails that you know, Canada-wise, and national parks or different things like that 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 are very popular as well, and, and nearby, and nearby. Uh, but we also have one. I, I it's known worldwide because it's, it is actually considered the the longest uh, hiking trail, the pedestrian hiking trail available in the world. And this one is the the Appalachian Trail. Appala- Appalachian. Appalachian Trail. Sorry for my uh, my misspelling on that one or mis <laughs> pronunciation. Pronunciation. Yes. Uh, but we're looking at something that is two thousand two hundred miles. And as you were saying earlier, it spans across how many? How many? Fourteen states. Fourteen states. Yep. From where again? Depending on which, if you're going to start on the northern start end, you start in Maine. If you finish, if you start in Maine, you finish in Georgia. If you start in Georgia, you finish in Maine. Obviously. Now, I mean, if I'm not even mistaken, they actually <laughs> there is a movie that came out a while back. If I'm not mistaken, about two guys, two older gentlemen that that actually go through but the. Like it was on their bucket list or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And, and they go through this, uh, and they <clears throat> it's derived from a, a book, if I'm not mistaken, yep. and, and two you know 
older folks anyways <laughs> <laughs> that decide to do this and whatever they they go through something with that yeah. but uh no definitely uh this is one of the trails and you know like we're talking about you know these these routes and stuff like that that you can go do that are very let's say you know they're there's shorter trails that you can do oh too definitely these in, in these town. are for experienced hikers exactly. but i mean you do not well, you need can to section be, it oh definitely yeah and that's one great thing i don't know about the Appalachian trail but the the Mi'kmaq trail has uh, multiple entry points yeah. And I mean, very well mapped out. Uh, you These know, are all GPS and you know, logged a, in and stuff like that. They have like a that. super cool map that just came out that you can download yeah. either on your your equipment or you can purchase like a paper copy of the map. Yeah, it's it's really it's something to see. They they did an awesome job with it. They've been working on it for I mean I don't know how many years. I can't give the yeah. exact numbers, but I know it's been worked on for a long time. Absolutely, and I mean you know when we're talking about mapping out and different things like that, you also have you know different apps and stuff like that that you can use yes uh that can track and that you can use that are uh you know even already available map out mapping points that you can upload into those type of uh programs or apps to yeah. be able to continue that and that to have it on your phone uh i mean it is an increasing fad uh, what we were talking about earlier on geocaching yeah you say you have one on your you have it on your phone already yeah that's it like geocaching was interesting with me especially with the kids to be honest with you it was a it was a nice thing to start out because i mean i like to be in the outdoors to start off uh before having kids uh, my wife and i would be at uh, at mount carlton provincial park actually mm-hmm. we've hiked every trail on the uh, in the park uh we were you know there every weekend when we could there's other ones too there. There's the uh, Mount Carlton and the Mount other Carlton, one. Mount Carlton, there's uh, Sagamook, there's Bailey, there's yeah. there's a bunch of different mountains there. You all know? of them have hiking trails on them. All of them have hiking trails on them. Uh, they connect each other. You can There's like a nice system. In this provincial park, there's a nice system. And I mean, not to, not to forget to mention that Mount Carlton is the highest peak, not only in New Brunswick, but in the four uh, maritime provinces in yeah. canada so yeah 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 you know, it's, it's at 817 definitely. meters it's not you know it's, <laughs> it's not, not a mount everest it's, but <laughs> no it's not mount everest it's not nothing but you know for for generally in in uh new brunswick which is not a mountainy province yeah you know well, we're, we're the old you know we're the old rockies we're yeah the... <laughs> you know it's it's not nothing you know super but i mean it, it's well placed it's beautiful scenery yep. up there if you're up there in the fall if you're into hiking and you want to see some nice scenery, some nice fall colors. You cannot go wrong with hiking Mount Carlton. Absolutely, and and you know like when you're saying about hiking and stuff like that, like a lot of people, they have their their Apple watches, they have their Fitbits, they have their you know different things. Like Today's that. technology. Today's technology, which keeps track of their GPS locations. And I know <laughs> I say this because I know you, Matt. You used to <laughs> always post. You know, when we were doing our fitness challenge that we decided yep. that we wanted to do, uh, you would always post the distances in which you walked yep. or pulled. <laughs> yeah, pull, pulling a wagon with two kids. Pull a wagon yeah. with, with two kids in the back. Yeah. And, you know, you would always, you would post the, the GPS location yep. of point A to point B that you would have done. Yeah. Right. And uh, there's an app out there that, that I've actually found. It's called All Trails Hike, Bike and Run. These guys, they record everything that you do with the GPS that's integrated inside your phone and also your watch. If you have a watch, you know, you can have it on there and everything like that. You can interact with the trails that you've used. You can even access trails that other people have used or different things like that and redo those trails. And it'll actually give you the time that it took that person or whomever to do their trail so then you can actually almost have like a personal best if you wanted to like a virtual challenge a virtual challenge nice. exactly nice that you could do that and and then it would keep track of with your watch which usually keeps track of you know your heart rate and yeah so on and so forth uh this would uh, this would put in all those that information for you to be able to go and visit and see the progress that you actually make uh, and then the other one, like you were saying, geocaching, which is the other application that is available uh, in the iTunes store and also available on uh, the uh, uh, Google uh, Google Play, Google Play, and yeah. something like that. There, I, yeah. I'm, I'm unfortunately I'm not an Android guy, so I can I wouldn't be able to tell you. But maybe we're wrong. 
Maybe you're wrong, we're wrong, yeah. Uh, but you can get them both on there. And geocaching, what it is, and what I find is really cool about this, like you say, for, for kids and everything like that, is because these are locations that you can go to and then you... Find treasure. And then you find treasure, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, I mean, I didn't even know about this until, like, last year because one of a, one of my colleagues up north told me that it was just a pastime that he, he absolutely enjoyed doing everywhere yeah. he was going. So, I mean... I. I imagine maybe you've done it a little bit more than I've, I have. I've, <laughs> yeah, I've done, like I say, I've known about it for a while uh, here in town. It started off with just a few few locations. One of them is actually on uh, the island in the basin here. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we've kayaked How do you get there? It. You have to kayak there. <laughs> okay. Or in the, a lot of people go there in the winter snowshoe. Okay. They yeah. cross on the frozen ice. Yeah, that can work. Uh, there's actually one, I'd say maybe a five-minute walk from my house now because... The, now there's there's many more in in the region in different parks in town yeah um and it's just like i say it's fun for the kids because it gets them outside it gives them like a a gold like you go hiking but for them they have to find a treasure like you know i gave them, <laughs> yeah and i mean i gave them my my smartphone say here you know follow the little arrow you know super cool kids love it uh highly recommend I've I've done the ones in town here, but I know people that like like you say, if they go to a new region, they'll open their app, and it tells you okay, there's fifty two locations around, yep. and it gives you the GPS coordinates, and you got to find them. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, the, yeah. I mean, I can absolutely understand why that would actually be pretty cool, and I've wanted to try it, never really got around to it. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of hard, <laughs> especially now. It's a little bit harder, but you know, it's it's doable. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely doable. Um, and then the other thing too, that I wanted, you know, that I wanted to talk about, uh, when we're talking about trails and you can dive deep into this one because, you know, you've been there more often than I have, are the available mountains that we have around us, you know, like when we're looking at, at, you know, mountains that are close by, you yep. said you have the Carleton, you have the uh, Sagamook, you, you know, you also have other areas that are noteworthy. Are like just across the bay, you have the Mont Saint Joseph. Yeah, smaller than Carleton. It's only at five hundred fifty-five yeah. meters, but still, it's a good hike in a day's worth. Uh, and then also that you have the Mont Albert, hmm. which is another one, if I'm not mistaken, in the Chicxulub region. Yes. And that one there, you're looking at one thousand one hundred fifty-one meters. So now we're actually getting a little bit we're, taller. We're getting in. You know, <laughs> we're getting some good. Uh, and then you, mountains. yeah, and then you have the Mont Jacques Cartier, which is considered the highest mountain in Quebec, if I'm not mistaken, at a whopping 1,268 meters. I say a whopping, it's nothing. It's a whopping for the East Coast. Yeah. If you go to the West Coast, well, then you're just like... That's like a hill. That's a fart. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> they, they don't even consider it. <laughs> so <laughs> what it is, you know, like this is actually something that, you know, we we think is, is really cool and a uh, an interesting aspect that we both uh, we keep dear to us because we we like the outdoors welcome to the wilderness and you know yeah no it's for sure you know uh again these these trail systems are vital to get people interested in the outdoors because we can go on and talk about hunting and fishing uh and that kind of stuff and i mean we also want the wildlands to be for anybody that just likes to be outdoors so i mean Accommodate my, everyone, you know? Exactly. My wife is, is does not hunt. She comes along with me on hunting trips and fishing, you know. She loves fishing, though. But like I said earlier, I remember being out there uh, 15 years ago when we started dating. And, I mean, literally at hiking trails and hike every single trail we could, every weekend we could, all summer long from yeah. June to September. So it, it really does bring you together you got no cell phones you got no nothing you know like yeah it's, it's just fun yeah absolutely and and you know like these mountains that some will have hours of operation and stuff like that i'm, yeah. I'm not sure about the mount carlton what their yeah, hours thing. yeah they have hours of operation so i mean when when you look at an area that that is you know maintained by that that type of aspect Obviously, you pay fees to to get access to it. Uh, we're not saying that all these areas here are free uh, to have access to it, but I mean, you can understand that these are things that can be done in a day. You yeah. know, we're not we're not throwing an idea out out to you guys unless you go for the the 
Appalachian, 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 <laughs> Appalachian Trail. Unless you go to that one, well, then you probably won't be able to complete it in a day. But I mean, if you're looking at all the other ones, the mountains and whatnot that we've suggested, these are things that can be family done in in a full Definitely. day. I've I've hiked up uh, Mount Carlton. The last time I've hiked up was uh, probably two years ago now. Okay. Um, you know, backpack carrier for the kids. My daughter on my back, my son on my wife's back, and we hiked up the mountain. I mean, there's there's an easy trail and there's a hard trail. I will admit I took the easy trail with the kids yeah. <laughs> just because the hard trail with an extra 40, 50 pounds on your back <laughs> could have been a little difficult. Um, but, yeah, no, it's very family, uh, you know, possible. A hard trail uh, with no kids on your back, up and down, no problem. Yeah. You know, we're talking about seven, eight hours. Yeah. And then the easy trail up and down, maybe four with the kids. Yeah. I mean, snack breaks, snack. water breaks, <laughs> you know, run around through the woods type breaks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but no, very, uh, very family oriented, um, easy trails, easy hiking. And uh, again, Mount Carlton, just we're, we're talking a lot about this one because it's close. Uh, with the various trail systems they have, they have difficulties. You know, Mount Carlton is the highest, but Mount Sagamook is the most difficult yeah you're like, you're, i've done you're, that you're one literally like rock faces yeah you know I, i've done that one once yeah. uh, a while back and i think man like it's i would actually say it's harder getting down than it is getting up yeah really yeah <laughs> and i've done the only time i've done sagamook i mean the because when you get to the top it's like a it's like a rock field right mm -hmm. there's no trees it's like a bald top and like it, it views down on the two lakes in the park. There's there's huge two huge lakes down the park. And the one time we climbed it was in like a misty <laughs> kind of foggy weather. We got yeah. to the top and we saw nothing. Yeah, it's just you can see twenty feet in front of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got a picture <laughs> on the top next to the summit sign, standing <laughs> on a rock. And you just saying see the I'm sign. at the summit. <laughs> yeah. You see me in the sign, that's it. You know? but, <laughs> but yeah, I did it. Yeah, everybody just put a sign there and, you know, just walk right by it. Yeah, it's right at the bottom. <laughs> it's right at the bottom of the mountain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, there, there's also other things like uh, if, if I dive into the uh, Mont Saint-Joseph that's in Carleton, uh, Carleton-sur-Mer, not to be mistaken with Mount Carleton, but Carleton-sur-Mer has the Mont Saint-Joseph. And, I mean, not only is there climbing that's available there, but you actually do have rock climbing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rock climbing being one of the highest outdoor faces that you can actually, rock, you know, climb, uh, obviously with a, you know, belay system and yeah. the whole works there. But I mean, me, like, I love rock climbing. I've started it only a, like a couple of years ago and I've been hooked on it ever since. And uh, the outdoor one is actually one that I, I've been wanting to try. I haven't been around to it, but I mean, I've going to the bouldering uh, centers and everything like that I've been able to you know meet people that have done it or that manage it and seen videos and whatnot and it's just it's very impressive and it looks very well managed too so that's that's one thing you can do there if you don't you know if you're not just interested in climbing up with running shoes or whatever you can actually do it like, that's that's kind of weird because I did not even know that was there yep. you know I, yep. I kind of I would have been interested in something like that. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's something that I find is, is great on that aspect of it because awesome. it just adds a little bit more challenge to the actual yeah. simplicity of the hill. You Don't know bring I mean? the kids. Don't bring, yeah. Or not the young kids anyway. <laughs> yeah, having having them strapped to the back on you know, a rock climbing, it, you, you, the 40 pounds issue is there, but yeah. maybe the, the tie down issue is there yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, no, for real. Uh, I I mean, I would love to, see, I don't know how many times, that, like when you're driving down the Mattapedia Valley, like how many times you see a rock face and you're oh, like, yeah. I, I, I could climb I, that. I bet you I could climb that. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. <laughs> you probably can't, but you probably say, like, oh, I, yeah. I could probably do that. Definitely. <laughs> and uh, no, cool. What I'd like to do is uh, we'll jump on to topic number two. Before oh, we before. jump there, before we jump there, uh, this year I just found out that uh, again, the Mi'kmaq Trail running from Mount Carlton to uh, Daily Point Nature Reserve here in Bathurst uh, is that 150-kilometer trail uh, that we were talking about earlier. Yep. They, it's too bad it's it's 2020 and COVID-19 and everything else. Yeah. It's really too bad because I just saw here that there is the, they're calling it uh, Mi'kmaq 100 Trail Race. 
this being it's a new challenge for summer 2020. The goal is to walk or run the Mi'kmaq Trail sections 150 kilometers total from June 1st to September 6th, 2020, and register your activity on, again, another app, actually app that I do use to uh, log my walks or my hikes or my bikes, yeah. uh, Strava. Uh, again, the dates from June 1st to September 6th, all the different sections, uh, you don't have to do them all at once. You can enter different points, just log them uh, as you go. The cost is free, and the goal is to get the trail seen. Yeah. So, I mean... To have people out there. To have people out there. Yeah. I mean, I will not be able to hike the whole thing. Yeah. But I guarantee that I will do at least... The, there's, I think there's six sections from here in town to uh, the... Where, about I'd say about 10 kilometers from my dad's hunting lodge. Okay. So, I will try to do... Most of those sections uh, during yeah. the summer, you know, during the summer, yeah, exactly. just to get it seen, and yeah. um, uh, that's why we're we're mentioning this because they've worked so hard on this. Yeah, and if you're into hiking and you want to come up to Canada to New Brunswick from anywhere you are, definitely check out the Mi'kmaq Trail. Uh, they have Facebook page, they have a website. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're in Bathurst, check it out. Yeah, absolutely. So now let's jump into uh, topic, topic number two. two. <laughs> topic number two. So we say survival camping. What influenced this trend? And I mean, you know, we've we, all seen them. We've all seen them. <laughs> we've all well, we've seen most of them. Yeah, uh, we've seen somebody drink his piss. Yep. Yeah. Not we've between seen, us, but I mean, no, you know. <laughs> no. Yeah, let's make this clear. We've, we've seen, seen it on TV, <laughs> and we've seen people get sunburn in bad spots, <laughs> yeah. to say the least. You know. Yeah. And, so. No, uh, oh, definitely. There's there's been some some wild. Uh, Wild adventures that we've been privileged enough to be able to see on on different you know seasons of shows and and whatnot and uh, I I mean the first ones that come to mind like we're we're thinking about Man versus Wild with Bear Grylls or yeah Survivor Man with Les Stroud or you have like the reality TV competition Alone or Naked and Afraid Naked and Afraid no. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm running sorry. around with your dingaling or uh, you know <laughs> who would do this first of all and second of all not to speak badly about these but coming from somebody that's been in the woods i'm not saying i'm not necessarily you're not being, gonna run around with your dingling no, no <laughs> that's one but two you know not saying that i'm the a survival expert or a you know any kind of like major expert in anything but yeah we do have you know, basic courses. Uh, yeah, the knowledge we learned. The knowledge <laughs> that was passed on, you know. Watching these shows, if anybody's watching these shows, if they don't say it, don't necessarily try everything they show on there <laughs> yeah. in real life because I see some things going on and thinking, don't if you drink, do th <laughs> Don't yeah. drink your piss. No, but <laughs> if... if you get to a river and you got to cross, and I mean, it's we talked about this in another in another episode. If you got to cross this water, and I mean, it's moving. <laughs> don't undress because you want to keep your clothes dry. Yeah. And jump in the river to try to swim across. Yeah. Not a good idea. Not a good idea. Walk the river, find a safe place to cross. Yeah, you I know, mean, like they they spot the areas that makes content. You know what I mean? Good TV. Good TV. Like, yeah. They're they're like oh yeah um I gotta cross this rapid river right here that's twenty feet wide but yeah. I mean don't pan to the left because you're gonna see it's yeah. just a it's just a stream <laughs> it's just a brook beaver dam walking <laughs> like, the beaver dam yeah you like know? you know yeah. uh, you know it makes for good content but I yep. mean still like but this definitely did influence the trend yeah and and you know when we're talking about survival camping we're we're not talking about either uh, survivor no no definitely TV. not like, no there ain't no you know immunity challenge when you're doing this <laughs> like there's nothing hidden there's nope. no totem poles no, no. and you ain't voting nobody at the end of the day you know like it's it's survival camping like yeah use a leaf if you have to use a leaf <laughs> like you know just don't use a poison ivy leaf yeah because you might Could have not be fun you might have a cauliflower down yeah, there yeah might not be fun <laughs> but <laughs> you might have a puckered cauliflower back yeah. down there but anyways yeah. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Yeah, well, but. you did. <laughs> it's there. 
So uh, somebody, somebody out there will relate to that. I probably, you know, that's the, that's the good part of this content. I, I feel so bad about it. Yeah, if you had to, <laughs> yeah. if you had to go through that. Not it, <laughs> not it either. <laughs> but uh, no, and what we want to talk about is like, for instance, if we get back onto a serious note of this, um, you know, gear and different things that we've learned over time to be able to use uh, that can that brings an advantage to this, and and that also you know gives you a bit of a. I would say, well, you know, I say an advantage. I just think it, it's like, it's proper, proper, you know, yeah. etiquette and, and proper, you know, planning and everything like that. That That's really what it comes down to. Uh, I mean, Matt, if you want to take this one off for, for the beginning on, on what you're used to using and what you're used to bringing with you, uh, especially for this, you know, this type of... Uh, even if it's not really this type, actually, you know, for hunting or anything. That's it. Like, like for me, it's it's more or less just stuff that I have with me at all times, both as a you know an avid hunter, an avid fisherman, uh, hunting and fishing guide, just things that I have in my pack in case the the situation arises that it, I need to use it. Uh, like I say, for the camping wise, it's I. I've never really been in that kind of situation, but I mean, in my pack, some, most guys at hunting camp, I'm going to say this one because most guys at hunting camp laugh at me like crazy when I'm digging through my pack and, and this falls out. I mean, women's tampons and women's <laughs> sanitary pads. I have these in my pack and guys are like, what are you doing? I mean, if you get a major bleed, these products are made exactly for this, you know. Well, they're, yeah. they're doing their job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, and believe me, I've I've had one instance with somebody that cut themselves with a broadhead off an arrow on their thigh. And trust me, they were very happy that I had one of those pads, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, that's that's one article that I have, I bring. And obviously after that, you know, the uh, the heat blankets, like the little tinfoil blankets. Yep. Take no space, have one. Yeah, they're, they're very, very smart to have. Yeah, they're very space saving and everything space, like you that. Know, yeah, I have absolutely. a really cheap poncho in my backpack at all times. Yeah. Just in case. I know I have my regular rain gear, mm-hmm. but your camel rain gear when you want to be rescued ain't the best <laughs> idea. So a bright yellow or orange poncho. So what what, what do they yeah. say? Like every end of hunting season in New Brunswick, the population increases because everybody takes off their camo? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know, that's true. But yeah, that's, you know, obvious. You want to be visible. Uh, and, and from there, like I say, just as for gear, for me, again, it's in my daily pack to, to survive if the situation arises. So... I'll, I'll let you take on there because I know you've done some camping <laughs> styles. Well, I, I mean, I've, I've tried to do as much as I possibly can, but, uh, you know, I always, with what, you know, not only of just what I've done, what I've read, what we've seen, uh, different things like that, what I've practiced with, uh, there is endless methods that you can use out there um, to be able to, well, initially uh, start fire. You know, yep. that's one of the major, it's, it is the major thing pretty much Yeah, uh, that you should start off with and sheltering and everything like that. I mean, there's, there's ideas that you can use for winter time and, and stuff like that. But if we're looking at gear, uh, especially things that you can carry that you have ferro rods, uh, magnesium rods, magnesium sticks, things that are, you know, they're waterproof in a sense. Yeah. Because water will not affect it. Um, and to, to using, you know... Yes, you can spend on a fancy dandy two hundred, three hundred dollar knife, but I have a you know yeah. I have a like a nineteen dollar knife that I yep. bring with me all over the place. Yeah, Sandvik knife, and it is super sharp, right off the get go, right out of the box, and it's it's great. I mean, it's got a good grip to it. I know that I'm not going to cut myself with it. It's a rat tail uh, type of you know inside handle. Disadvantage if it breaks. Because, yeah. you you know, but it's still a cutting knife. It's still yep. very useful, manageable. Uh, you can always bring an axe with you. Uh, you know, I would say Grand Force Brooks axe. Okay. Uh, small hatchet hand. That's actually, it. it is a bit expensive for it. It's an investment. 
but that thing is hand forged. It even has the, the the person the initials of the person that forged it is on every single axe. Oh wow! So each person it's personalized to that point, and those things are just amazing. And you can use that small little hatchet hand. You could use it as a knife if you wanted to. Okay, it's that sharp, you know, and it retains its sharpness for a long time. But I mean, you know, if you're looking at other gears and stuff like that, I carry around with me instead of like a huge you know, 50 liter backpack, I'll carry around with me an oyster shell backpack. Mm-hmm. You know, each compartment is, is determined to what type of, of material that you need. And like you were saying, you can bring, you can buy, like, I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's a bad thing, but you can buy those little like pre-made kits, survival oh, kits and stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. Like a lot of times I'll, if I do have one, like I've, I've already bought, you know, more than one, but I'll buy like say one. I'll actually go through what's in it and then not chuck. Add, remove. <laughs> add, remove. Yeah, exactly. I'll add to it, but I won't chuck stuff out of it. Yeah. Uh, because a lot of times those kits have been on the shelves for a long time. Yep. And if you've had things that were like, I don't know, cotton swabs that are, that are you know, oil imprinted. Yep. Oddly enough, they'll be dry as a... <laughs> they'll dry out. They'll dry out. Yeah. And sometimes when you buy it, you look at it and it's completely dry. You'll have little mini raw uh, rolls of duct tape. Yeah. Duct tape is actually something that I suggest everybody should bring. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, most of the times that little roll doesn't last very long. No. You, you can bring an extra... stick. Yeah, it doesn't stick. And when I also talk about gear, I'm not actually excluding gear that you can make yourself. Okay. Like, uh, for instance, fishing. Anything for fishing. You take a regular credit card. Let's say you take a, an old card or a membership card or something like that there. Cut gym that, membership. <laughs> gym membership. Cut that out small. Wrap a bunch of, of fishing wire around it. Make a little cut on the side. And then just hold your fishing line in there. Put that in a uh, pill bottle. And you got yourself a, a spool. That's true. Right then and there. Yeah. And I mean, you can hold on to it. It's perfectly fine. Put some drop shots in there. Some small uh, you know, sinkers, whatever. You're good to go. It'll get you out of a sticky situation if you need to. <laughs> exactly. And, and you know, I wouldn't say, though, that the shows that we've watched hasn't taught me something, though. No. I think, like, I don't know, like, in your opinion, how many of you watched that? I mean, have you retained anything from, <laughs> from what you've been able to watch? Unfortunately, <laughs> what I've retained is mostly what I would say not to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The things, the thing, certain things they do, I would instantly tell myself if I was to do that in northern New Brunswick, in any other time than like July or August, I wouldn't make it out. Yeah, because I would probably either freeze or not have anything to eat. Yeah, exactly. The only time you'd have any berries or anything to eat, July August. <laughs> Other than that, you can be the survivor man you want. <laughs> yeah. You, if well, you, you got to get out of there. You got to get out of there. I, you know, like there's funny knowledge that that some people have been, that, I mean, I've been fortunate enough to, to learn uh, due to just like, for instance, what I did find out is that in New Brunswick, we have chanterelles. Yep. Uh, I... Living out west, it used to be a huge thing that everybody used to do down there uh, was to pick chanterelles because uh, you'd have companies that would buy them, like what we find in grocery stores yep. and whatnot. They would buy them, and, and you know we would always go out, my father and I and my mom. But then not just that is, uh, you know, like my mom would have told me, back in the day, uh, sap. Yeah. People would actually chew on pine sap. My grandfather tried to make me do that once. <laughs> I've done it. It tastes very strange. I did not do it. Yeah, I've done it. And it, it tastes very strange, but it, it's doable. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it depends what kind of sap you also pick up on. Because the, if you get like the not good sap, it's like crunchy as ever. And it just yeah. feels like you're eating sand. The <laughs> only the only tree juice I will ingest is maple syrup. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess if you put it that way. <laughs> and then, like, for instance, the other thing, too, that you can look at is, uh, you know, like, the, the little sprouts that are on uh, pine trees. Okay. These, like, little, like, I've little pine nuts there. Yep. If you, you take off the, the non-chewable part inside, it's literally just a regular pine nut, you know? I've heard of that. Yeah. Have so, you ever tried that? Yes, I have. Okay. <laughs> and it's, well, 
<laughs> it's a pine nut. It's, yeah, exactly. You <laughs> nothing you special would, about it, but it would maybe save your life. Well, I could say <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it would make you think that you're saving your life. Yeah, you know, it I'm might eating. get it might get just something. I mean, I would say psychologically, you might That's feel it. a little bit better, but <laughs> That's it. Yeah, exactly. But apart from that, I mean, you really—if you're at that point, it's crunch time. Like, yeah, exactly. You got to find some. You got to find a way out. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, and I mean, I like I wouldn't say that like watching these shows. I didn't. It's not at that point that I learned how to make a bow drill. You know what I mean? Yeah. To make fire. You know how to make uh, different types. What to use for different types of kindlings or how to start fire. Yeah. I mean, everybody will say use dryer lint. Yeah. <laughs> Works great. Grab a grab a pack of dryer lint and just keep it in a Ziploc bag. Put that in your backpack and you're good to go anywhere you are. You that know? is in my hunting bag. <laughs> exactly. Uh, other things that you know that I I've learned to use is that kind of like green moss, not mossy stuff that yeah, hanging off pine trees that you yeah. see in. Same thing. I think keep... that's called lichen. For some reason, I think that's the actual word for that. That could be. I have absolutely I'll have to look that up in a minute. Absolutely no idea, but I know that when I see it, I'll put some in my backpack because that dried up is pretty flammable. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, that that stuff goes poof. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, no, even uh, birch tree. Yep. You find some birch tree uh, bark. I mean, I'm not saying like skin the thing. Yeah, peel it off. Peel, peel the, the whole, tree. kill the tree, peel the whole thing off. I'm not saying that, but I mean, like, if you do find some parts of it that are like a down tree. Yeah, even even like even on a living tree, if all of a sudden you see like a lot of times you'll see a huge section of it just kind of hanging there by yep. like a little thread. There's nothing. It's not that's not going to kill it. It's not going to kill it. It's already gone. Yeah, grab that, put that at the bottom of your bag, keep it dry, and you got something for you know to make a fire with. Yep. Right. In Go. my opinion, these shows miss out on one important thing, and and I mean I I don't you might have learned this in in different research you've done in different books you've read or whatnot but like you know people think oh i'm lost in the woods i'm i'm done for yeah somebody taught me the rule of four i don't know have you ever heard about that never heard of it okay no. I, if we're talking about survival it's not necessarily camping here but we're, I, I think like i say you've never heard about it and uh i've all, i've taught it to a bunch of other of my buddies I might practice it but i just don't know well, that's there. It. well it's it's not really something you practice it's just the fact it's like you're saying psychologically yep rule of four like major bleed you'll bleed out in four seconds like artery i'm talking about yeah, yeah. okay uh four minutes without air you start getting brain damage okay uh then after that it's four hours in cold hyperthermia yep four days uh, no water, you're starting to get dehydrated. Yep. Four weeks, it's four, yeah, four weeks without food, then you have a problem. I mean, so if you can cover, you know, you, you keep your bleed safe and your oxygen, I mean, obviously, that those are the two main ones <laughs> you're trying to keep here. Yeah. And then, so let's say we, we put those aside. A skill to make fire will keep you warm. Yep. You have four hours to figure that out. Yep. That's still a pretty good window. Four to, hours to figure it out in, figure in, it in, in a in a cold. It's pretty darn yeah. good. Yeah, exactly. And then four days with a water. If you cannot find water in four days, <laughs> hey, you can I do, don't know what to tell you. Drink your own piss. That, yeah, it, <laughs> at least you won't, you know. And then four weeks, no food. If Again, if you're in the woods, if you have fire and you have water and you did not find anything to eat in four weeks... You shouldn't, in my opinion, should not have been out in the woods in the first place. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like talking about the water thing, it's like they say, when when you see these shows, these guys or whomever that drinks their own piss, and I keep going back to this, I don't know why. It seems to have traumatized you. It, well, you know, it, it's it's not good. You can't say that it's, I, I would say that not any of them under any circumstance, would say this is logically the right thing to do. And and the reason I say this is because <laughs> you're probably better off drinking almost stagnant water than drinking your own piss because you literally, you well, one, you're dehydrated, yep. right? That's why you're thirsty. So It's full of salt. Yeah. <laughs> so you're just re-dehydrating yourself even more. Yep. And then on top of that, 
what you're 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 expelling is like every toxin that you've just ingested prior exactly. to <laughs> and then more. Yep. So you're just throwing that back in there. Like yep. you're just like, hey, balls free up. for all. Free for all. Like I I don't care anymore, right? <laughs> and I would like to they're definitely, definitely not New Brunswick. Because I mean, you no. can find water anywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's a stream somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> just walk. You'll find one. Yeah, like we still have strong believers of the whole two sticks find water thing. Yeah, no. So, I mean, if it's at that point, it's just because they threw a shovel down and there was yeah. water that came up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But anyways, so with that, I think like, you know, we're talking about gear and, and what you should bring. So we looked at, uh, we well, in my suggestions were ferro rod is very important or magnesium stick or even strike anywhere matches, whatever. Yep. Uh, bringing, you know, food to that fire so therefore lint from a dryer yep. is everybody has it everybody can get it uh even what do you call it i think like i said i gotta check this i should be i should have checked it all lichen lichen i think that's what you call that, that moss that that kind of green yeah, yeah that kind of green moss that hangs down so that as well or even birch bark yeah is very accessible it's accessible in a whole bunch of places but you try to you know not kill the tree with it <laughs> when yep. you use it and then what else did we talk about? We talked about, uh, you talked about the fire blankets. Yep, not the fire blankets. Not the fire blankets, the, the but the survival blankets. Survival blankets, yep, definitely. And yeah. uh, what else did you mention as well? I have the products in my pack to uh, stop major bleeds. Yes. Which is, you know. So anything on medical aspect of yep, it? Yep, sanitary pads, tampons. I mean, absolutely. You, know, <laughs> you might find me weird to pull it over my back, but don't worry. There's a reason it's there. There's a reason it's there, yeah, especially if you're bleeding. Yep, you'll be happy to have me next to you. Exactly. And I mean, uh, well, there is one thing that we, we didn't go about, and but we did mention it, like water, finding water. I mean, purification tablets. Yep. Fine. They're a dime a dozen. Yep. And you can get a bunch of those. Yeah. Uh, and then there's other products that are out there, like Life Straw that we had talked about earlier mm-hmm. on. Uh, filtration of 99.9% of all water contaminants are filtrated through that. I mean, I remember at a certain show, it's called Good Mythical Morning. Okay, yeah. Uh, two guys from uh, from the states there, they they tested obviously the life straw through many different objects, and it not only filters water, it filters taste out. Uh, they well, they filtered out their own piss on one of them. Back at it again, and another <laughs> another one was cat feces. Oh, they put why? cat feces in water and drank the water. Uh, except one of them did the mistake of the expelling water and then drinking out of the cup. He expelled the water out thinking that it was filtered, but it wasn't. <laughs> Why? You guys got to go look at that episode. It was hilarious. But uh, no, these are options that are very important too. Like I said, water filtration is uh, water filtration tablets must have to inexpensive. Everybody should have one Yeah. if you're doing survival camping because you can find a river, but it doesn't mean it's good. Beaver fever. Beaver, beaver fever. I know. I've known of people that have actually got hospitalized because of that around here. Oh yeah. Yeah. There, there's a this camp like this campsite that a lot of people went to, and there was this that nice spring coming out. They had worked on it. They put up a nice pipe, you know, and uh, they used to get their water there. And all of a sudden, like during this course of this weekend, like three of the campers ended up like going to the hospital, being oh, in the hospital no. and they're like, what's going on? And anyway, yeah, beaver fever. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Wasn't there a, what is it, like a house on the hill or something like that or a cabin, cabin fever? Cabin fever, yeah. Cabin no, fever no, where the thing. water was just yeah. contaminated and everybody was, well, you know, keep that in mind yep. if ever you're out in the woods and you're, mm-hmm. you, yeah, use cabin fever as an example. Exactly. <laughs> Why you should have that. Yeah. So with that said, I think we're going to jump in to the product of the day. Uh, product of the day, actually, Matt, if you want to start this one off. Yeah, the Spot Gen 3. Uh, it's a satellite communicator that, yes. uh, you know, you can, if you're going out hiking, you can have somebody tracking you uh, online uh, via the website, findmespot.com. I think they have a .com and a .ca, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is set up with predetermined messages that you can send in uh, via satellite again yes. to the contact list of your choice uh, as a check-in, an SOS, and a help. The check-in is pretty much just saying, you know, 
hey, I'm here. I'm having a great time. <laughs> this is my location at this point when I press this button. Yeah. Uh, at different intervals too. Well, that's the tracking. The oh, tracking's yeah. at yeah. different intervals, but the check-in you manually have to check in. Yes. So that sends, you know, I'm okay, I'm here type message. Yeah. Uh, the help uh, button is for a non-life-threatening injury. Situation. I, yeah. I fell and you know really twisted my ankle bad. I can't hike out. I lost a tire or yeah, something like that on a four-wheeler, uh, whichever. You know, that kind of stuff, uh, which is the help button. And then the SOS, uh, we're going to talk about this in a second because these uh, devices come with a service plan yes. that Dave will get into because he has the details for that. I but do. the SOS is um, tracked by the, I think it's the Geo Center, yeah, which well, is like exactly. a national or a worldwide kind worldwide of center. Worldwide kind of center, yeah. When you hit that SOS button, it contacts your contact list yep. of your choice but it also contacts this office that gets your gps location and sends out the appropriate uh rescue measures to get you whether yep. it's dnr search and rescue if you're on the water it'll be you know marine safety yep uh coast guard coast guard they, yeah. you know they know th they're sending out the appropriate ones and i know i don't know we didn't i didn't look up to it but i know there's something with the the timeline they can guarantee a timeline to get the services out to you oh yeah maybe maybe yeah. so yeah yeah uh, like i, I didn't have, see they have a service map. into the timeline of it they have and, a know. service map if you go online yeah and and like different colors and in certain ones like i mean some of them are pretty quick like some of them are like i think 30 to 30 to 60 minutes yeah i mean that's that's quick if you really need it you know yeah absolutely so get into the service plans and the device cost on this yes absolutely well it, i mean uh, we're looking at the device cost for the spot three the gen spot three we're looking at 139 on canadian rate retail uh and right now if i'm not mistaken it's 99.99 for us if you're looking at us value uh but i mean this this company if we look a bit also on the, the company from the spot gen 3 is from global star incorporate which is in covington louisiana and i and like we were saying their their whole response time and stuff like that they they boast a 7095 rescues to date used with the spot uh system awesome. either either be the the you know the spot x or yeah. the spot gen three or gen two, gen or, one. Yeah, exactly. Or or yeah. even the what's that that smaller one? It's like track life or the, uh, the trace. Yes, the trace is like a vehicle type. Exactly, yeah. and, and if we're looking at you know plans and stuff like that, they have uh, well up till now, they have two different plans. So you have your basic plan that you can get at it for eleven ninety five per month. Now, eleven ninety five per month is actually what we were saying earlier: the SOS unlimited. Uh, it comes with help unlimited, check-in unlimited, and basic tracking. Now, basic tracking is what we were saying earlier on, yeah. which are the intervals. So you can choose to have them at 5, 10, 30, or even 60-minute intervals. But if you wanted it to be even sooner, so if you wanted to be obnoxious about it, <laughs> <laughs> you can actually get the extreme tracking, tracking sorry, uh, which comes at intervals of, you know, 495, uh, well, two and a half minutes or uh well actually there's only one option it's two and a half minutes okay. intervals so i mean you know if the wife really wants to know you where, know, you, where are, you are <laughs> uh you can get that and have her pay for an extra 4.95 a month onto your plan <laughs> good idea <laughs> I'm, I'm not trying to get anybody in trouble here but <laughs> and uh, but you also have an activation fee on on all services Obviously. you'll have an activation fee of 19.95 uh now just to give everybody an idea this is this is u.s pricing yes. that i'm giving right now uh also you have the flex basic flex basic is really uh it's more like let's say your your basic plan is somebody that's going to be paying it yearly okay right but your flex basic is a seasonal type of okay. individual so we're looking at something that's paid just month like one month Okay. What does it cost you? You're going on a trip and you want to bring it for that one trip. Exactly. Like, okay. I mean, I know most of us will go on a trip for like a week yeah, at bet. best. But I mean, you know, you don't have to subscribe for a whole year, right? Yep. You can just pay for the month and, and you'll have it for the month, whatever. Uh, for one month minimum, you're looking at $14.95 for that month. So it gives you SOS Unlimited, Help Unlimited, Check-In Unlimited, and again, the basic tracking. So 5, 10, 30, and 60 minutes. 
what you do get in this point is you'll pay a little bit more for the extreme tracking. <laughs> okay. So your girl, your wife or your girlfriend will co- cost you a little bit more uh, for the two and a half minutes because it's just a flat rate of six twenty-five. And this one here, however, you will actually pay a flex charge. Okay. So instead of paying just nineteen ninety-five, you're actually going to pay nineteen ninety-five plus twenty-four ninety-five for a flex charge. Okay. <laughs> No, but is this like a one-time yearly thing? Yes, it's a one-time thing. So I mean that 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 twenty-four ninety-five, uh, it's just straight out. They they consider it here. It says a network maintenance fee. Okay. That you have to pay. Okay. So it's a yearly thing, right? But apart from that, I mean, you have, those are the two options that you have uh, for the Spot Gen Three. To my opinion, I bought one for my parents because I figured that. They always take their side-by-side and go out in the woods and stuff like that with it. If something were to happen, they can get out of a pickle with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, I mean, you have many of them. You have a few. I own the original spot, Gen 1. Yeah. That still works. Yeah. The Gen 3 and the uh, Spot X. Uh, The new version, Spot X, is uh, just great because it's a two-way communicator. It acts like a satellite smartphone that you yep. can text back and forth to yes absolutely but uh is it necessary for for what you need i think the gen 3 does everything you need yeah uh being outfitter and guide i opted to get the two-way messaging just in case i need a little something a little more specific a little more yep yeah. perfect well with that i'm gonna we're gonna sign out on this one so i'd like to Just wish everybody a great stay like usual. And uh, another thing, just to stay safe, stay safe out in the woods. We talked about a lot of geocaching and stuff like that. But remember, plan your trip and make sure somebody else knows about your trip so that if anything happens, you know, you know where to go and and you know that other people know where you are. Exactly. So uh, with that, we're going to sign out and I'd like to wish everybody great and uh, we'll see you out there. See you later. (laughs) 